fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I Hello, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To Ellen and Back. It's our very last episode of season four. It sure is. Season four has come to an end. It's over. I feel like I've aged 12 years since we started recording season four. Yeah, because in some ways it feels like it's gone by really fast. Like the the season, like doing this season of podcasts. Yeah, but also at the same but, time, no. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like life has been going really. Well, time weirdly. doesn't exist. I think is is part of it. Right. Yeah. I also think it feels different because we're not doing it in person and we don't have like guests in person and stuff. Yeah, that's so it feels different. more. I guess that's kind of everything now. Feels more. Uh, well. So here we are at the end of season four. Yeah, episode, at the end of the road. Episode 412 is called Long Time Coming. It was written and directed by Eileen Shaken, originally aired March 25th, 2007. What a time. What a time. Um, just us this week, no guests. Thank you all for listening to this season and to this <laughs> podcast. Um, we are going to take a few weeks off before we start up on season five. Yes. Um, and you could spend that time re-listening to previous episodes if you wanted to um and just kind of like telling us that we're funny or that you really like us or something like that you could do that or like writing a really good review sure um you could yeah, do or any you of could those do things. yeah there's a lot of things you could do but that's just one of them that's one of them uh, yeah these are um, all things you could do these are all things you could do there's so many more things you could do you could take a nap yeah i haven't taken a nap since the 90s but i hear good things about i hear naps good things in general i hear naps yeah popularity increasing <laughs> yeah the approval rating for naps going up through the roof okay the roof well great opening great opening that was really high energy and i think we got people really stoked oh man we are going to start talking about the episode right let's do it let's do it So <laughs> we open in a farmer's market. I, think. <laughs> I was like, is this a art crafts show? Um, is this a, is this the, the, the shooting? I mean, you're the camera person, but the shooting was a little um, different, right? Yes. A lot of the camera work in this whole episode was different uh-huh. um, stylistically from what we are used to being the visual language of the show. Mm-hmm. And this scene really starts it off. Yeah. So we have um, Toshi Reagan playing How Long, I think is the song. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a lesbian musician. Really great. Yeah. It was really awesome. They had her on this episode. Yeah. I, think. I forgot that this is the episode she was in. So when the episode started, I was like, ooh. So... Uh, Toshi Reagan's playing a song. Um, Bet puts money in her hat. She looks up. She sees a sign. The 17 Reasons Why sign. The 17 Reasons Why sign. Which has landed. It, that's what the... Have you seen 13 Reasons Why, the show? 
I have not, and I have no desire well, it's based to. based on this sign. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. No one watched it. It's really bad, but it's based on this sign. So this is the beginning of that show. The sign is in Portland, I think. That's The sign was from Portland. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. I don't know where I heard that. It could be wrong. but um, Let's just go with it. Yeah, we'll go with it. And then Bet like kind of like lowers herself to the ground and it looks like she's about to go down on Toshi Reagan. But then we just get go to the credits. I thought she was like praying to her a little bit. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I mean, yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, it's sort of like praying. But then I was like, but it's sort of like oral. Yeah, it could be both. You know, you never know. You never know. I, I also bet was definitely making her like looking at art face, which we haven't seen in a minute, which was yeah. a wonderful throwback. Which also lent to the oral. Um, you know the what? That's, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go to our beloved theme song, and then we are back at the planet, where the where the menu is still written in the papyrus font. Just <laughs> I clocked that again. Uh, definite papyrus moment. Uh huh. Tina's there. Tina's there. Uh, it looks really busy. It looks kind of like yeah. Bustling. It must be like the morning bustling. rush, you know? Yeah. Or everyone saw the viral video of Kit yelling about the nanny fucking motherfucker. And now everyone's like, I want to go here. I mean, if I saw that, if that happened in real life, I would be there daily. Yeah, I would go there and I'd be like, do you still want me to throw anything at this man? Because I'll do it. Like, or do you want? Why is that man still here? You know? Yeah, why is that man still here? Because guess what? He's going to be in this episode. We haven't seen him yet. He will be here and it will be as if everything is totally cool with him. And he's still maintaining that non-committal space between beard and not beard. Mm-hmm. We mean that in the literal sense, that. not in the yes. <laughs> queer right. sense. So um, Tina seems to have a book that she wants to give to Jenny, which is basically like how to write a it's movie. It's literally script. like screenplays for dummies. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> but Jenny's like, oh, I can't stay. I, I'm going to go pick up a Pomeranian. <laughs> She's going to get a little puppy. Because she's of go pick course up a little puppy. Okay, Right. And she's like, I'll see you at the meeting later. And Tina's like, oh, it's like canceled, I think. And like this guy's out of town. It's like such a bummer. And Jenny is like, oh, Hollywood bullshit. Mm-hmm. But like the person that she becomes later in this episode is like the epitome of Hollywood bullshit. But we'll get to that. Yeah. I mean, her, this scene was not unrealistic. No, it wasn't. It was not unrealistic. Especially um, because I feel like people are... It's very common that someone's like, I have to go pick up a puppy. And I'm like, really? Now? Yeah. No, that happens. That happens sometimes. Sometimes you have to go it pick happens. up a puppy. Sometimes you have to pick up a puppy. Yeah. Um, Though I think she got that one from a breeder. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Then we go back to a place we have not been for a while. <laughs> it's for so long. It's wax. <laughs> Thank God. Shane and Paige are... Playing tonsil hockey. They're kissing. They're, they're in the bo- chair. They're in the, sol- yeah, the hair chair. Yeah, petting. <laughs> the hair chair. <laughs> it's time for love in the afternoon in the hair chair. But then who should come in to bust up this steamy session? But Jared. <laughs> he wants stickers for his skateboard. Okay, get some fucking stickers, kid. Yeah, get out of here. Come on. You Paige, know how to read. Get a sticker. Paige straight up hates this kid in the scene. Yeah. She's like, oh my God. Uh-huh. He's like always busting it on us. Shane's like, he's the, yeah. your fucking son. Like, he's yeah. a kid. Paige is like, wants to set up boundaries and Shane um, does not. Yeah. Because Shane's obsessed with children for four or five episodes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then never. And then it's never a thing again. Until Jen Q when she gets divorced over not wanting to have children. It's yeah, fine. It's, it's fine. Um, it's whatever. <laughs> Paige would like to fuck Shane on a bed yes 
I think that's aspirational and I appreciate it. It reminded me of boarding school because it's easier to like fuck someone in the woods than it is to actually get a boy into your room at boarding school. Oh, cool. I didn't go to boarding school, so that's interesting to know. Yeah, that's my experience for being in boarding school that I wanted to share with everyone. I'm sure everyone is just as thankful for that as I am. I think every time I open a sentence with, and when I was in boarding school, everyone's <laughs> like, yes. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> so then we go to outside of Alice's apartment where Tasha's trying to talk to Alice. Alice is in her car and Tasha's on her motorcycle and Tasha just wants to talk and Alice is like, go away. Mm-hmm. And also Tasha looks really hot. Yeah, she super does. And Tasha like chases her up the stairs and is trying to apologize for So I guess she's apologizing, what, for like not telling Alice that she was going to have to go back to... Yeah, for not giving her a a longer heads up about it. But like when did Tasha find out about it? I guess last episode? It's just the way that scene played out last time, (laughs) it made it seem like Tasha just found out. Right. And Alice is acting like she's been hiding this from her for years. (laughs) Right. I don't know how this stuff works, but... Also, Tasha shut her out. I think that was part of it, too. Although then she did talk about her friend. I don't know. There is a big leap yeah, here that I'm not really sure confusing. how that... It's confusing. I feel like we were like missing some information because like Alice was acting like a complete asshole last time we saw them mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And so I don't really get why like Tasha's like, please talk to me. I'm so sorry. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. This is very confusing. I feel like they... Either the writers forgot what happened last week or <laughs> we're like mm-hmm. missing some scenes or... There's just some leaps in logic that we're supposed to take. But either way, I didn't entirely get it. So Alice is like, I, you can see my doctor, you can get out of it. And Tasha's like, I made a fucking commitment. And a thing about one of the many things about the military, mm-hmm. which I would say just like for the record, <laughs> not a fan really of the military. Uh, no, I'm uh, uh, <laughs> very anti-war. Yes. Of all kinds, all of the kinds of the wars. I had anti all war. Um, I mean, truly, I think our country spends an obscene amount of money on the military. Yeah, 50% of our yeah. national budget. Which, um, we spend so on much the money could be going to things that will make so many people's lives better mm-hmm. instead of going and uh, killing people. Yes. Killing people all over the all over all the world. Over There's the like world. so many countries where the U.S. is currently Just killing people. Everywhere. Killing people. Yeah. So this particular war, yes. Um, that Tasha is really excited to go get back to. Um, the Iraq War was started under false pretenses, basically started so that the U.S. could just like make it clear that we were the were the biggest power. Yeah. Like there was no, like it was a shit storm. We're still there. As of 2018, there were over 200,000 deaths of civilians in Iraq and 2.7 million people displaced internally. The war cost over a trillion dollars. Jesus. 20% of the people who are there have PTSD or depression um, now, which I think is probably an understatement. Uh, like an underreported number. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, and also 20% have a traumatic brain injury um and here's the thing that's interesting because a lot of people who fought in that war once they got there and found out what was going on did not want to stay you can't leave the military you cannot like when tasha says i made a commitment she's referring to a contract she signed that is like literally like you cannot legally binding Mm -hmm. 
you cannot just like stop showing up to military every day (laughs) you have to stay you have to keep going this war they were also doing stop loss which is like where they can extend your contract without your consent if they need you to stay there longer so people who sign up often to like get out of you know their circumstances or because they don't know how else to pay for college um then they're they're stuck yeah yeah so when touch says i made a commitment she but I mean, she seems into it, which I don't really understand what that I wish they had like more about her character. I don't really Yeah, we never really get very much into like the show, like like Tasha's like has this wall up with Alice and like the show yeah. has the same wall up with Tasha and the audience, because right. I truly don't think that the writers knew exactly what they were doing here. Right. I think they I think were they like, to tell a don't ask, don't tell storyline. Yeah, exactly. And that's where their so, thought process maybe ended. Right. Because it's unclear. Because the thing is, like, any human being who was genuinely into this war and thought it was a good thing for us to be a part of is it's um, is incorrect. Like, there's nothing. Yes. Yes. There was nothing redeeming or positive about that or any of the myriad wars that we've engaged in or started, governments we've overthrown mm-hmm. all over the world. So... They kind of make it into a thing where like Tasha's conservative, but like they make it this sort of thing where they kind of frame Alice as like the froofy, like liberal who like doesn't really know what's happening. And Tasha's the more grounded down to earth one. But Alice is actually like correct. But the way that like the show deals with it is just very ambivalent, I guess. It doesn't seem to take a side, which... Like the side they're taking is against don't ask, don't tell. Right. They're ignoring the larger issues that surround that yeah right and we don't ever find out why tasha really joined because the thing is if she did join because she wanted to fight in this war and if she really believes in it then like they should probably break up sure i feel like they're probably not right for each other (laughs) on the most basic level but you know we don't know her motivation behind it we don't know how we truly don't know how she feels about any of it which is a real shame in like the fact that they are trying to do the storyline and then like just didn't really commit to it they just wanted to i don't know stir up some drama with alice and like i don't know it just felt very flat the whole the whole storyline with tasha is really flat and they never really fleshed out her character at all Mm -mm. which is kind of typical of them like they brought brought on these new characters like and don't really seem to like with max they brought him on to have this trans character and then they were like oh he's there we did it But like with no actual interest in like actually digging into that experience. Yeah. I uh, just watched, I mean, I watched Disclosure, the documentary on Netflix already two or three times. And the part of the section about Max Mm -hmm. and the L word was, I mean, the whole documentary is fantastic. If you have not watched it yet, highly, highly, highly recommend that you do. It's on Netflix. Um, But the section about Max and the L word was great. The way Mm -hmm. everyone that was speaking about Max were were able to really articulate stuff about him that I've, I don't even know that I've ever really been able to articulate even on this podcast, but just like the fact that the show was seeing this trans masculine character through a lesbian lens is so true. Right. Like as a lesbian who was betraying the cause instead of as an actual trans man. Oh man. It's so good. Like the, and they the made commentary. him so aggressive, and yeah. If you guys haven't seen that, you should definitely, definitely yeah. see it. It's real. I mean, the whole thing is fantastic, but that segment yeah. especially is very pertinent to uh, mm-hmm. this par- particular podcast, of course. And I was really glad that they talked about it. Yeah, me too. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't really feel 
like a very qualified to speak about war and about the military. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is why I haven't said a lot about it throughout this season because yeah. I have zero experience with it. I've never been in a situation where enlisting in the military was even something I considered because I, yeah, the same. amount of privilege I have made it so I didn't have to. Yeah. I also haven't really known how to talk about it or how to talk about the actual, like the U.S. military as an entity, which I think that's an uncomplicated feel, negative feeling. Like right. That's straight right. up like, yeah, I that have is, zero positive feelings right. towards. But I don't really, I don't always know how to talk about individuals who. I mean, everyone has their the own, own reason for doing things. And we uh, sometimes are clumsy around things and we are sorry for that. All right. Should we go to the beach house? You know what, Reese? I would love nothing more than to go to the beach house. Uh, so for some reason, Poppy is helping Helena move Catherine's stuff into her new beach house. Why is Poppy yes. helping her with this? Poppy, get the fuck out of here. Don't don't get sucked into this like nonsense with these crazy people. She's there people. to set up, to set up for Tasha's going away party, for which there are flyers, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like she she was handing Alice a flyer. There for was Tasha's a going away party. A glossy flyer. Helena is wearing baggy jeans and like a free city shirt and she looks really cute. Yeah, she's super, she super looks cute. Looks super cute. Poppy looks really cute too, actually. Everyone looks really nice in that house. Everyone looks nice in this episode for the most part. Like everyone just like looks good in this episode. It was like the whole thing was shot at golden hour. Yeah, it did feel that way. I mean, so much of it was like the beach and then like Mm -hmm. the sign, which is like early in the morning. It just all, eh, everyone looked good. Good job, heron makeup team. (laughs) And the actors for just having good faces. Catherine wants Helena to fold her underwear. Which and I don't know it. how to fold a thong, but sure. Helena, dear, separate my underwear, bikinis, thongs, briefs, and fold them before you put it away. Do I fold my just, normal underwear? Yes, of course I do. Because <laughs> I'm a crazy person. But you can't fold a thong. I do too. I roll it up, though. But I don't. With thongs, I just stick them in the drawer. You can't hold that that's not they're not gonna get wrinkled it's a thong there's nothing it's very little fabric and i iron my tank tops so i know what i'm talking about (laughs) i don't even do that so that's incredible i don't know how everyone else doesn't okay (laughs) then we go into the set i guess of les girls yeah are they like at a production office or on the Mm -hmm. lot or something but bet's with tina and they're talking about bet is wearing like 10 different ideas at once. Uh, Like her outfit is just way out. It's way out there. It's all over the place. No one made a decision that day about it. Wait, we didn't even talk about Alice's necklace from that previous scene. Her necklace was deeply troubling. Yeah. It looked like a necklace that was maybe made by children, but also Uh was like resembling some sort of handcuffs. It was very confusing and I did not like it. And I just want to say that. Yeah, I'm glad that we're, you're holding space for that. It's good to hold space for clunky jewelry. So yeah. they're talking and <laughs> Tina like straight up just writes an email on Bet's behalf to send to Jody, And it's great. Yeah. It's like, this is a moment where I was like, oh, do I like Tina now? Like she's like <laughs> become very likable at this late yeah, end of season I actually season liked four. her in this episode. Me too. I was like, very confused by that. I mean, obviously, Tina's wishes she hadn't left Bet because this is the circle that they're left in. They're like just going to be in forever. Mm -hmm. But she's like helping 
and says that like, and that's like I sent her flowers and she's like, you need to do something more romantic than that. Yeah. And meanwhile, they're surrounded by craft services. There's all these like breads and muffins and bagels. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, I could kill a Danish right now. Oh, same. I know. I was like, oh, Danish, Danish delicious muffins into it. Yeah. One of the things that Tina writes in her email to Jody from Bet is. And when I love someone, I try to put her in a box. And I was thinking about that because I think Jody would love that because of she likes to make big art. Yeah. I mean, if it was like a big enough box that it felt like a sculptural yeah. piece and then, uh -huh. you know, she could do something with that. I think she would actually probably think that was cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like an adorable moment of like Tina, like deeply understanding Bet and her flaws mm -hmm. and Bet then actually allows the email to be sent, which yeah, I, was, I was proud of her. I was like, wow, Bet, you're really, you're doing something. Yeah. She asked Tina if she's back with women when Kate pulls up with mm -hmm. wearing her 70,000 bracelets. And I guess that was that, huh? That yeah, pretty was that. much. Uh, then we're back with Shane and Paige and Jared and they're eating and Paige tries to talk to Sh to Jared about how she and Shane are dating. Uh-huh. And then I got very confused. Okay, well, you know that Shane is my girlfriend. You do know that. Yeah. So? Well, we want to make sure you're okay with that. Okay with us being girlfriends and spending a lot of time together and really, really caring about Mom, one another. Mom, I already told you, I don't want you to be a les. I already know that you are, but I don't want my mom to be one. <laughs> Which I think I may have said that to my mom too. That's right. But in, in Jared's defense, I was 15. Um, so Shane kind of like pulls Jared aside and is like, wouldn't it be great if we all had a house together and I got Shay back and I'm like, this is starting to get like a little bit weird. Yeah. I'm like, you're not getting Shay like, back. Shane, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> Don't even seem to know your dad's phone number. Like you're not seeing, you're not going to see that boy again. That boy, I, you'll never see confusing. that boy again. <laughs> and yeah, also and Jared knows that and Shane yes. doesn't. Jared's like, yeah. he's not, he's not, <laughs> he's not here. Right. And she's like, no, he'll be back. You know, Jared's like, you know, no, like, <laughs> he's not coming back. Yeah. So that was weird. That's, this is a little weird. It's going to get weird. <laughs> yeah. Then we go to Kate's office. Yeah. Tina um, shows Kate her new office for her, for the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Kate's like, oh, did you tell Jenny that she's fired yet? And she's like, well, no. I actually totally didn't, but like I have a really good plan because it's like I told her that the meeting was canceled because like that one guy <laughs> was on vacation and it's like so okay. Yeah. Like she's definitely not going to just like show up with a dog. Don't worry about it. And then they flirt a lot. Yeah, they it's some heavy flirting, but then it leads to that golden question that you've always got to ask Tina, which is, do you have feelings for Bet? Is that why you didn't come home with me? Mm -hmm. And Tina admits that it was. Dun, dun, dun. And, <laughs> and Kate's like, well, you know, girls like me don't stay on the open market very long, so if you want some of this, you better get in there sooner rather than later. Incredible. Little does she know a pandemic is about to hit and her market value is going to plummet. To be fair, it was early 2007. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I was just thinking about our lives. <laughs> okay. Uh, then we go to 
just a really delightful moment. Yeah. We are in Phyllis's office where Bet has brought our dear friend Joyce <laughs> Wishnia in to meet Phyllis. Always a breath of the freshest air. The freshest of airs. Joyce is just exactly what you'd expect her to be. Uh-huh. She is yeah. charming, the pants off of mm-hmm. Phyllis. Yeah. They compare their asshole nicknames to each other. They're <laughs> delighted. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they then <laughs> they both cajole Bet about Jody. Everyone is like on her, on her about ass about Jody. Those. She's like, well, I, I said flowers like, again. Yeah, and they're like, ugh, ugh flowers. Flowers. What does everybody hate? Where did you send flowers to? The tent? Yeah, where did where did the the, 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 the airplane? Plane? <laughs> Maybe they stopped in Ohio and picked up some flowers. She sent flowers to be there when Jody got off the plane. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh and Joyce is like, What's your story, Phyllis? And Phyllis starts <laughs> talking about being in love with her roommate at Wellesley. And she's, she's like, like, No, I mean I mean like present day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's really good. It is really good. They bless Joyce Wishney on oh, everything that she has done for us as a people. Yep. All the mm. legal fights. <laughs> yes. On legal fights. Um, then we go to a meet- the meeting. The big meeting with the studio people. We don't we don't know. Big what, meeting, big table. What studio is this? But yes, the bigger the meeting, the bigger the table. This is accurate. Exactly. I've mm-hmm. been in this meetings. Is an important with, meeting. I've been in meetings where the table was far too big. Yeah. And you know what I did? I called it out. I was like yeah, this room we like, is we this should table. Get into a smaller table. This table and this room are far too big. Uh-huh. I am uncomfortable. And were you told the meeting is big, even if it's not physically no big? They, they the were like, oh, we could move to another deal. room. And then I felt bad for inconveniencing mm. everyone. And then I said, don't worry about it. We can just uh, stay here. Let's just all sit at one end of the <laughs> table. And they right. kind of looked at me like, of course, we would all sit at one end of the table. <laughs> There's six people in a room for 50. Of course, we wouldn't spread out. And I, of course, joked about going to sit at the other end of the room. Yeah. Uh, because I'm, get a lot of I'm a real delight at professional uh, work meetings. Uh, yeah, yes, like, it, I it got a lot of laughs, Reese. I would have used um, one of the chairs as like a leg rest. I think I, I did. <laughs> I never know where to put these things. What, legs? Yeah. Yeah. Your legs. They're a lot. Yeah, they're very long. Mm-hmm. So we've got this meeting. This is the meeting that Tina lied to Jenny about. And mm-hmm. somehow Jenny saw right through that, rolls she through. She's late, but she showed up with her new mm-hmm. Pomeranian friend whose name is also Sounder. Yeah, creepy. Yikes. But uh, it's a Pomeranian um, named Sounder. That's disturbing. Pom- yeah, I, f- I feel like eventually she does call it Sounder too, but not here. Yeah. Maybe I just call it a sounder too. And then Jenny proceeds to get into a truly glorious fight with Tina. Uh-huh. Well, Jenny, we thought that... What, that I was uh, completely clueless? Someone to fuck with? No, of course not. Someone who didn't realize what a lying, duplicitous, scheming excuse you are for a friend. Be careful if you're doing business with this woman because she actually eats her own. Jenny, actually, Tina's been a really good friend to you. As a matter of fact, she's protected you. She just wants to fuck you. She does. She just wants to get in your pants. Shut the fuck up, Jenny, okay? You're a cunt. This is very unprofessional, I'm just going to say it. (laughs) But then Tina calls Jenny a cunt, which you know Tina has been wanting to do for a very long time. Definitely. Oh, and then Jenny's yelling about how she's tired of all these lesbians having babies and thinking they're more evolved. And as she's doing this, her puppy pees on on, on the table. The table. Mm-hmm. On the table. On the table. Not the floor, the table. Yeah. Here's the thing about a new puppy. You can't take it 
places. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You, you have to can't do that. Be home with the puppy actually quite a bit because there's a lot of training and the puppy mm-hmm. needs to pee every like five minutes. Then yeah. it's a whole thing. Yeah. So, but it was predictable that this was going to happen. And that's that. Yeah. Not a, not the best meeting. Not a great meeting. No, Tina's very probably bad meeting. regretting a lot of things in this moment, I would say. Yeah. Well, they're probably like, this is, you know, you're doing a lesbian movie. This is, you're in for it. Bound to be some This is how we drama. This is the way that we live. <laughs> this is how, yes. This, I don't know if you've heard this around town, but this is indeed the way that we live. Yeah. I don't know if you guys sure know is. about that. We go to bed. Angie's in the episode. Hi, Angie. Good got, to see you. Yeah. I got a little day rate for that little pipsqueak. Glad, glad to know you're still with us. Uh-huh. That or Angus or whoever the fuck is involved hasn't killed you yet. Ugh. Yeah, the main intellectual idiots. Uh, so the phone rings and it's Jody. Well, it's Tom yep. on behalf of Jody. And yes. so Bet talks to Tom about Jody. And Tom is like trying to get Jody to like go easy on her. And like Jody uh-huh. is like not going easy on Bet. Yeah. It's a cute little like, yeah, you know, situation of. Of like of like Tom and Jody's interactions on one end and and Bet on the other, yeah, um, I enjoyed that. I really like Tom and she misses her. I really oh, yeah. like Tom and Jody's relationship, and I wish yeah. like any moments we've seen of them together this season. There's always these like kind of like cute, yeah. Like you can tell they've known each other for such a long time, you know. Yeah, and I really like him. Yeah, I know. Me too. Um. So Jody's like, what do you want to talk about? Beth says that she misses her and so does Angie. And Jody's like, that's sweet. So, but and also she say, says she's sleeping in a tent and I don't believe her for one I minute. I don't believe her at all. They you have a glass not. of red wine. You're in like a ski lodge in Vail or something. Let's be honest. <laughs> then we get a shot of the moon. It's important to know that the moon is a lesbian and that the moon is, the it, part, of, is exactly. part of the show. Everyone knows that. The moon's like the 17th cast member. How many fucking exactly. people are on the show? 70,000 people. Yeah. One person for every dollar it costs to buy a pair of polenta tart, I think. Yes, that math checks out for sure. So then we go to the driveway, the, you know, the, the, the universal driveway. The driveway shared between the houses. Mm-hmm. And Max, again, is doing selfless labor for people who are mean to him. I was Uh, honestly first I was like, oh, my God, Max has this scene with the rest of the cast. Wow. (laughs) We haven't seen this in so long. Good for him. And then I was like, wait, why is he helping them with this? Right. He's loading up all these tools. So obviously, like, Bet is on a journey that involves tools. And then Mm -hmm. um, that Shane and Alice show up and they're sleepy. They're obviously going on this mission with Bet. It's like the crack of dawn crack of dawn the butt crack of dawn and then max is like i wish i could go with you but he can't because he's going to san francisco with grace yes to get the surgery but he's not sure if he's going to go through with it right every line of this scene was a lesbian imposing yes what they want trans men to say yes he's like it's irreversible to which i would say no it's not (laughs) It's also like, it's just, it's just propaganda. It's all, <laughs> this whole scene is just like lesbians putting propaganda, weird propaganda mm-hmm. into a trans masculine character's mouth. And it made me very uncomfortable and I didn't like it. Yeah. Especially after seeing Disclosure and like 
because honestly, the thing is, we like we've talked about Max a lot, and we've had people on the show and talked about Max a lot. But at the time, not a lot of people were talking about it. So it was um, really great to see those clips assembled in a way. Like I was like, yes, that's the clip I would have included. Yep, yep, yep. And to hear trans people whole, talking the about whole it, whole scene of Kit, Kit. trying yeah. to convince Max not to go through with his top surgery, and that was, mm-hmm. I mean, painful to have to watch that again. But like, yeah, God, what a fucking crazy scene that is yeah um so and then they just uh zoom in oh yeah then the the strangest thing happens where the camera is like at the end of the driveway as the van leaves and max is standing further away he's very far away from the camera at the other end of the driveway and the camera just like walks up to him relatively Mm -hmm. quickly and then zooms into his entire face like super tight shot of his face it's such a weird choice it's such a weird choice because then we don't get anything else about max that would be one thing if we were leading into i mean it still would be Mm -hmm. a weird shot but at least like the idea that you're getting really close to his head makes me think that we're going to go into a scene about him or into what he's thinking Mm -hmm. or i don't know the way other characters in this episode have gotten these sort of like flashbacks or like kind of like fantasy sequences uh, yeah. something literally anything to give us a sense of what the hell is going on with this character and of course yeah he is only there he is a prop to check He's in with tr- in the scene basically yeah i thought maybe that they were doing that so that they could zoom in far enough that you couldn't see his beard so that you could see his essential self oh wow i thought it was like part of the transphobic thing maybe oh interesting I mean, but sure. also you can tell Daniela C has no idea what, what what they're supposed to be doing in the scene. You can tell that the direction was uh, lacking. <laughs> yeah, I hope for their sake that they were high during this. I hope so too. Van life. Yep, we are in the van. We're all in the van. We're we're in a van. Vans. Who loves a van? Serial killers and also these people. <laughs> and Alice says that she's not going to um, Tasha's party. Because she's not going to like go to a party for the woman she loves to fight in a morally bankrupt war. And and Shane is like, you're wrong. And Bet is like, well, she's not entirely wrong because it is a morally bankrupt yes, war. Yes, I would agree with Bet, But I would also agree with Shane that I think Alice should go to the party. Yeah. I think both of those God, things can be true. I would just love to have them have a real conversation about it. Yeah. But instead... Nope. They're going to go steal nope. the sign. And this is actually... Mm-hmm. Cute. It's actually very cute. Bet is like all business as if she stayed up all night reading about how to steal signs and now <laughs> and like learned about how to steal signs in like an hour and how to do heists. Mm-hmm. And now she knows how and she's like leading the, the gang. She put together the team. Yeah. We have to do the heist. This is she's now a heist schedule. movie. She's scheduled. She, she checked in with all these different people. She knows exactly what's going on. She knows how we're getting mm-hmm. in and how we're getting out. And she even brought steaks. What? Don't worry. We'll get to that in a minute, Alice. And it's... Uh, it's just pretty great. Uh, yeah. And and uh, and Alice and Shane are definitely both like, wait, what's going what? on? Like they, they, yeah, I don't think they fully understood what they were getting themselves into and how like mm-hmm. into it bet is, which is yeah. great. That's entertaining. Yeah, it's very entertaining. Like they have to climb over a fence after she clips the barbed wire. Um, <laughs> then when they see the steaks for lunch, that'd be nice. Yeah, she- what are you right. gonna do? They're not Roll for lunch. Steaks. It's for the wild dogs. Yeah, they're gonna eat them. And who invented the idea of like packs of wild dogs, <laughs> like patrolling areas and, and like keeping people away? Like what? Mm-hmm. Who came up with that? 
They carry Shane on the dolly for a minute, which I enjoyed. And then she almost um, falls down the stairs because of it. Yeah. And Shane's like trying to talk about like this housing development or whatever that she wants to live in with Paige. Yeah. And Alice is like, this isn't really Shane. She's just in a pod at this point. Yeah, for sure. She's a pod person. Um, and she'll come back. Alice also says that she thinks that Kate is a replacement for Bet, and that Tina actually mm-hmm. wants Bet back. And Bet's which like... Is true. And which is like definitely true, but Bet is like, no. She's like, she like helped me formulate this Jody plan. And mm-hmm. it's like, sure, Bet. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. I mean, we all do things for reasons. Mm-hmm. Who can say Who what they can are? Say? I couldn't. But they do certify that this idea of, of Bet's to seal this sign because Jody wants to use it for an art project is indeed romantic. Yes, they all agree on that. And they take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And what's really cute about this is that there are actual pictures of this that Jennifer Beals took Which that are really cute. Very cute, yeah. So you can tell, and it's cute because these three are really good friends in real life. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're the ones who are on Gen Q and it's cute when they have this little, little, little thing together. Yeah, yeah. It, the three of them as like best friends is, is kind of cute. a wonderful thing that I, yeah. A- anytime the show lets the three of them be best friends together, it's, very nice like you you start to mm-hmm. understand how this group of friends actually came together in the first place because yeah, totally. when the show begins it d- doesn't in- it n- kind of never makes sense why any of these people mm-hmm. are friends really <laughs> but this at the core of it does make sense when you see kind of Absolutely. how they care about each other yeah. and how they love each other and so that it's anytime the three of them get to kind of be the core it's nice it's very cute and who doesn't love a heist oh my god then we go back to the beautiful beach house which by the way is Catherine's. so she has a lot of money but she's just playing with helena's whatever and kit is wearing a dress over a turtleneck and that's also fine because everyone makes choices everyone makes choices but she also made um a bunch of cookies and a cake and a cake which i both i don't know i've been really hungry for two days now um poppy asked if her and angus are back together and she's like, I need to like work on myself before I can be yeah. with anybody, which is, I think, a good answer. But also, why is mm-hmm. Angus here? People uh, always say that. And then they jump right into another relationship. And yeah. it goes about as well as you could expect. Poppy wishes them happiness, which is she does very kind of her. The actress is like, I'm getting the fuck out of this show. Uh-huh. That's what she's thinking. Yep. Then Catherine shows up and is like, Helena, you can't do this party tonight it's where we've been called to do a poker game and like you guys can still have your little party here in our beach house but like yeah helena you can't be here you have to be with me and helena mm-hmm. ooh, she is mad she is so she mad is. she storms outside which is directly into the sand of the beach and she mm-hmm. ooh, she's angry walking in the water and it's beautiful yes. out oh she's yes. so angry and she's in the sand she's- then her hands in her hair and the, the, the ocean scenes she's is like, very, it's, uh, you know, she's angry because it's just clips, you know, choppy editing to go with choppy, choppy water to go with the choppy uh-huh. emotional state. Right. Yeah. And what's happening in her head. I don't know. Well, I we'll mean, never Helena know because the show doesn't want us to know. Has a lot, has a lot of, um, she likes to live a certain lifestyle. And so she's yeah. like, this is what I have to do to keep the lifestyle up. And again, I would suggest selling her shoes. I can't imagine why she wouldn't do that. <laughs> would... The t-shirt she's wearing in this scene is identical to one I sold on eBay for $200. Like, hello. Hello. Go through your and closet. And boots are worth $14,000. Come on, stop. 
be embossed around by Catherine and just like go on eBay. I don't know what to tell you. Consignment. I don't know what to tell you, girl. Like, do it. Do it. Anyway, she's angry walking in the water, angry standing around on the beach. Yeah. It would be funny if she got like pulled away by like a little wave and then she's like, help. And then then Catherine's um, like, like, Poppy rescued her and Catherine was like, I don't care. And then she was like, I fuck you. Yeah, that would be crazy. Catherine was like, can someone rescue her? Because I don't want to mess up my stole or whatever. I don't want to get my drink wet. I don't want to. <laughs> you know? Oh, that was very funny. Uh, we go back to the sign stealing. <laughs> well, it's cute because Alice gets stuck and yeah. she's like, oh, God, oh God. I'm God. stuck. Go without me. Leave me behind. It's okay. Save yourself. <laughs> Yeah, but they get it. They take the whole sign apart. They took the whole I, sign apart. This would stress me out so bad because I'd be like, I know I'm doing this on one end, but I am not looking forward to putting it back together. How, on the I other hope end. you took. I hope you'd made some drawings and you wrote down yeah. how you did it and how where. Mm-hmm. I hope you put all the bolts and the screws in the little Ziploc bags and organized yeah. them and labeled them, which is what I would have obviously done. Which is why right. I would not be a very helpful person because I would slow us all down because of my need to be very organized. Yeah, that's what I did when I moved out here. I labeled everything. Yeah. So, okay. They load up the van with the sign pieces and they have this like really adorable like BFF moment mm-hmm. that I love. Um, so, okay, great. We stole the sign. Then we go back and I I think I am correct. I do believe that this is the standard in Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually in West Hollywood. Uh, and it's Jenny cute. is cute. The they've, they've like redone it since, but it's the same like vibe. And I'm so, pretty stressed about the puppy being at... Yeah, of course I'm stressed about the the puppy hasn't been trained yet. Plus, how old is the puppy? Like, you're not even supposed to, like, until your puppy's had X amount of shots and, like, has been alive for X amount of time, you're not even supposed to socialize your puppy and, like, take it places. Yeah. She should put her puppy in a tote bag. Just like, this is what I was saying before. It's, like, the beginning of Jenny becoming the, like, crazy Hollywood lady with, like, carrying a tiny dog with her everywhere. At least put it in a purse, like, a proper socialite or whatever. Jesus. The scene that she walks into is as unhinged as anything has ever been Absolutely. on this program. Like what is, happened? How did this happen? Who is even the villain in this conversation? All Everyone? of them? I don't- <laughs> They're all terrible. <laughs> Everyone in this conversation is is an asshole. Yeah. Is Kate an asshole? I guess Kate's kind of. I mean, Kate is like Oh yeah, Kate for it. sure is yeah. an asshole. Yeah. She. So Kate is at the standard um, and she is, and, and like, Jenny comes up and like apologizes. Wait, and says, like she thinks. Why Kate is Jenny threatened. there? Because Kate doesn't Maybe seem she... truly surprised to see her at all. But then also right. is like, now is not a good time. It's very yeah. confusing how this even happens. But the point here is that this is a deeply unhinged moment for everybody involved. <laughs> uh, Kate, so Jenny is like, I think that Tina just feels threatened by me. And then Stacy Merkin rolls Ooh. in and just rolls up. Oof. Rules right up and says she's doing a piece for Velvet Park magazine, um, which was a magazine that existed at that time. Yes, it was. We're on. It seems like her and Lindsay have broken up. It does. It does seem that way. But it also seems that Jenny is confused as to why Lindsay wouldn't be here with her at a work meeting. Right. There's like both of those things seem to be happening at the same time. Like it's not weird that she's not there, but it does also seem like they have broken up. Or yeah. I don't know, so maybe like, maybe like Lindsay had like a nervous breakdown. I feel like uh, that's likely. 
Yeah, I mean, she's so she like Stacy tells Kate that about like the thing with Lindsay and that Jenny killed a dog, and then Jenny's like, "Well, I didn't like it was it was already old," and she's like, "Oh my god, you're so twisted. You're just as twisted as your character." She says, "You're more twisted than the characters. More in your twisted book. than your characters." And then she's like, "I can't. All of these people that you preyed on, like, do you come in when someone's life has fallen apart, or do you, or do you make it fall apart?" They're like, "I can't imagine this poor Karina character, or whatever." Oh, yeah. And then, then Stacy's like, I heard she was a very nice person until you came along. And Jenny's like, uh, no, she wasn't. Marina was a viper. No, actually. Right. And I was like, obviously, and, and then, Tina. Right. And Jenny's like, whole demeanor shifts. Like, she starts mm-hmm. to get genuinely, feel genuinely, like, sad and scared and yeah. confused. And, like, she might start crying. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's also, it's not really fair. Like, Karina. They're both ganging was, up on her at this point, too. Yeah. Yeah. But also, she's um, done a lot of shit. It's it's this is obviously very complicated. But like, no one mm-hmm. looks great here. No. And uh, Kate's like, I'm gonna fuck up Jesse so bad, and in, in my adaptation of Les Girls, like, I can't wait till you see what I do with this character. Right. Which I'm like, sick Ooh, burn. Yikes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> sick burn, Kate. I'm gonna fuck you up in my screenplay. I'm fuck up the fictional version of you. <laughs> 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 okay so then another wonderful scene we're at uh, bat's house and tina yes. opens the door and it's phyllis and phyllis is like huh and tina's like huh and then Bet's like hey i'm like about to leave for the airport what's up and phyllis is like oh, joyce is like she won't take my case because it's a conflict mm-hmm. of interest and everyone's like what why and then fucking joyce pops out and is like well it would have been a conflict uh because the moment i laid eyes on her I knew I wanted to jump her lovely bones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's really cute. So, and they're going to go. It is really cute. They love architectural garden tours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is also cute. Um, and and then like Tina's still helping Bet with Jody so much. And it's so obvious that Bet, that Tina's into Bet. It's mm-hmm. not clear throughout the episode whether or not Bet is feeling the same way. No, um, it's very unclear. But they have a little goodbye um, hug, which then turns into like a very awkward kiss that Tina's like leaning into and Bet's like leaning out of, and it's super awkward. Um, yeah. And I felt weird about it. Yes. For them. Yes, I felt weird for them too. And then uh, Tina coaches Bet on how she's supposed to talk to Jody, and then Bet leaves for the airport. Right. Speaking of uh, feeling weird for people, Paige is shaving her legs. Uh, and Shane spends a lot of time in this program like brushing her teeth while doing other things. And I, I bet she's chomping on those bristles and they're you not going to tell. She, I know this because I do that. Yeah, no, this is what happens. She is brushing her teeth and then leaves the room while brushing her teeth. Uh-huh. Did she spit out the toothpaste? Like, what is she doing? I don't like when shows do she's this. She's toothpaste on the newspaper. I mean, I don't care she's about the newspaper. I just classifieds. Like, as, as a person who knows how what it was like to brush your teeth. Like I've brushed my teeth before. And so I know that when uh-huh. you do it, you oh, get cool. like all the toothpaste in your mouth. And then like, did she yeah. swallow it? Don't do that. What does she do with it? We don't know. And I would like to launch, so a, launch an investigation. And then she's definitely yeah, chomping on those bristles. Yeah. yeah she, Where did she, the toothpaste go? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So Shane sees a house and she's like, oh, this sounds nice. And Paige is like, oh, I couldn't afford that. And Shane's like, well, maybe we could afford it together. Paige just wants to make out. And then also to have it intercourse. And Shane wants to have a house and children. Which is, just seems deeply out of character. And yet here we are. 
I mean, I get it. Like, I understand this. Like, this is appealing because I feel like I've had similar faces in life where I was like in a situation where it seemed like that's what I was going to become. Mm-hmm. Like when I moved in with my boyfriend when I was like 20 and I we were like heading in that direction and I felt like I'm doing the right thing that like people are supposed to do now. Right. And like, so this this yeah. is like, wasn't what I thought I would be doing. I thought I'd be dating some, because I still thought I was straight, like some artsy boy who like, we'd have like a mattress in New York City or whatever. But yeah, I'm going to live in the suburbs the and make dinner. <laughs> yeah. The dream. You know? Like with this guy who never reads and has never read anything I've ever written, even though we've been together for a year. But like there's some sort of comfort in it and you feel like your family's gonna be happy. I mean, she doesn't have a family, but there's some sort of like I'm doing the I'm doing this. I'm like, supposed to I'm, do this. I'm fitting in. Or like mm-hmm. maybe thinking that like Paige as like a single mom with a kid, like she's mm-hmm. like I almost maybe it's almost like Shane is like, This is what I should do for Paige. Yeah. But like right. Paige is not into it. Mm-mm. And so And Shane wants Shay back. Yeah, Shane is clearly really hung up on getting Shay back. Um, so then they they start to do it, but also then suddenly we're in this fantasy sequence where they're this like 1950s married couple, and Shane looks straight up like how she looked, like how Kate Manning looked in that show Young Americans. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. When yes, she was like pretending do. to be a boy, like that is like uh-huh. the exact way they did her hair on that show. Yeah, she looks because the thing is, there's like. Shane Kate Manning is very tiny person. Mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. like very narrow and and she's like five eight or something. But Christelle Logan, I want to say she's must like, be at least she's at like least five eleven. And she's a lot like broader. Yeah. Like she has like she has a more substantial body than yeah. than Kate Manning does. And when they are in these like outfits, it's first of all adorable. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's also like Shane looks like like she looks like a bombshell page yeah and yeah. shane looks like my little brother looks like a little boy putting who put on, on my dad's, dad's clothes suit. yeah yeah exactly she's she's like mowing the lawn and the, the other she's mowing the lawn thing. i was like she has the skinniest yeah. arms i've ever seen on anyone <laughs> in my life that was all i could think of in the lawn mowing moment i was like you're using a manual fucking lawnmower those things are not easy they are not those little things man that's a workout she would be getting a lot bigger than that if she had those yeah if she was using a manual lawnmower in her little little ticky tacky house out Mm -hmm, there in the mm -hmm. suburbs the thing is that the actual the the real sex scene the sex scene that's happening in the present moment yes is really hot and great yeah it's a really good scene like they fuck in several positions it's pretty long you see a lot of bodies Mm -hmm. and then it also starts to be intercut with like them getting dressed to go later which is when i started to get very confused yeah they're intercutting too many different things, like like two separate flashbacks, uh-huh. or not flashbacks. Sorry, two separate like fantasy old timing sequences. A fast yeah. forward of them in a little while leaving to go to the party, and uh-huh. them in the moment having sex. Yeah, too many timelines. It's too. What is this Westworld? I don't have time for this. It's also kind of like demeaning that Paige is in the fantasy is like just like the house has curlers in and is like here's my pie for you I mean that's like a totally valid thing to want but it doesn't seem to me that that is what Paige wants yeah it's that it's very Pleasantville it's very yeah what is happening what is this but also the Shane never had a real family so maybe she's like this is my way to do that yeah and in the thing I never had a chance to like or dislike yeah and in the fantasy like moment like Shay is there it's like Shay and and Jared are like this the boys and like they're their kids and they're this like happy little family another day work for that actor yeah good for him his last the last (laughs) that's a season that's a season wrap on that 
Aiden, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then it's like it ends. And they there's like a moment right after it ends where they're like lying in bed and they just had sex for obviously some time and they're yeah. like about to get dressed to go out or whatever. And I was like, oh, I missed that moment. The like, the like late afternoon, you're like, yeah, we fucked all day. It's great. And now we're going to like get dressed and go to a party. Remember going places? Oh, man. No. I don't either. Um, that moment, though, that shot of when Shane is like leaned back with the cigarette and Paige is like in the foreground. That yeah. is a really amazing shot. Like, I love the yeah. composition of that shot. I think that's a wonderful, wonderful moment. It looked like a still. It looked like a like, painting. Like, uh, it was, yeah. I, I was very like the meme of like, this is a Renaissance <laughs> painting for, for like yeah. a brief second. And it was almost like Christina Loken knew that's what it was. She like, almost she looks heard... into the camera. Did you notice yeah. that? Yes. I was like, whoa, this is like, I like, I noticed exactly. I didn't write it down. But I didn't I know either, exactly but like, I wanted to talk about, about this. <laughs> yeah. Like the way she started like lolling, it's very much like this, like sort of like ennui and, and then like Shane, I don't know. It's just, it, it was just so. It felt like an art beautiful. house film for a second. Yeah. And then, yeah, it told, there's like one or two brief beats in that shot where it looks like Christiana Loken is almost looking into the camera. It was yeah. super interesting. Yeah. It's almost like a Nan Golden picture mm-hmm. or a Renaissance painting. Yeah. It could go in either direction. Either direction. One direction's a little grittier, one's a little bit more classic. But yeah. anyway, beautiful. Nice faces. Everyone has a Just nice great faces all face. around. Good, Good job, job, everyone, with Logan. the faces that you yeah. have. Then, um, so <laughs> back to Alice's. Back at Alice's. Alice is lying on the couch. The camera's above uh-huh. Alice. And she, apropos of nothing, says, Fuck you, Tasha. And then from uh-huh. off camera, you hear, Well, fuck you too. And guess what? It's fucking Dana. It's ghost Dana. Um, she's escaped the waterfall. She's she's right you guys here. thought you left on me in couch. that waterfall to be there forever Uh-oh. and trapped. You, you did wrong. not. I'm here to coach Alice through this moment. I had unfinished business on this in this mortal plane, <laughs> uh-huh. and that business is helping my mm-hmm. ex <laughs> get together with someone else. I guess so. Man, being a ghost sucks. I wish that instead of being her whole self, I mean, obviously, like they're friends with Aaron Daniels and wanted to do another episode with her, yeah. and I remember they hyped it up at the time. Yeah. But like, I wish that she had been like a little figure, like a real ghost, like ooh, like, ooh, like ooh, <laughs> yeah, like, ooh, don't like, do fully don't, Halloween, don't Scooby-Doo. be afraid of love, Alice. She's like, ooh, that's, that's her ghost voice. Bounce from my superior wisdom, Alice. Oh my God, I wish they had shot her the way in a portrait of a lady on fire when she's in the wedding yeah. dress and those like those shots where she like is there and then like the lights go out. <laughs> where is the cinematographer from the previous scene for this particular I opportunity know. that was wasted on over the head lying on the oh, couch shots? So um, basically, Dana says that Alice is like scared of loving Tasha and is scared of Tasha. Um, like dying sure which considering that um, 4,500 U.S. troops died in Iraq is a pretty valid that feels like a a valid fear although again that really is a very small number compared to the number of Iraqi civilians who were killed which is again over 200,000 but um, I didn't actually think of it this way like when Dana compares it to her when Dana's like you know would you rather have never met me because you eventually had to say goodbye I was like Actually, Alice is this is legit. Like, this is very recent trauma for her that she loves someone who suddenly died. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I think Dave's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Also, like, remember Dana? Like, the show barely yeah, does. Dana? Like, of course Alice is scared. Yeah. You know? So then we go to the going away party. It's, like, super cool. Yeah, it's really cool. First of all, um, much like other parties on this program, uh, the ratio of Elward cast members to former friends of Tasha is a little skewed. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit, a little bit lopsided. Um, also, guess who's there? Who? Toshi Reagan. Oh, my God. It's right. You know what? Yeah friend of kids yeah i don't know what they're doing here i don't either <laughs> i truly do not know i mean i love toshi reagan so that's great it's I'm great glad that she's to just see her. there in the guitar but is she's like she's just sitting there playing the guitar for the whole time i, I, I get like wh- what but jenny tells shane that she was fired and that everyone thinks she's a pariah and shane's like i don't think you're a pariah this is um this moment is um often featured in Shenny fan videos if you wanted to watch any of those on YouTube. I assume I've never watched one but I assumed <laughs> that it was also how dare the show rob us of Tina firing Jenny on camera I'm right? so mad that we didn't get to actually see that so sad but instead we get to see Toshi jamming with Kit and fucking Angus fucking Angus like he's like on the drums or something. I'm like, no, you're not allowed to play music. You're not you on the end here and be you silent. Are, you you can have go, to let these women do their music. You can go give you. yourself to the sea, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's right there. Helena was just in it. Deeply, deeply convenient. Did you see Shane? She was in the sea at the beginning of season. season this season. Was it this season? Jesus. Yeah. Christ. Was it? The, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. No, you're right. Because it's post wedding. Wow, full circle. We start in the sea and end in the sea. We end in the sea. Well, it's like really like the cycle of life, you know. Yeah, you start out in your house because there's a pandemic. You end in your house because there's still a pandemic. Anyway, so Jenny's got her dog on the beach. Woo! Whatever. Tasha and Poppy are on a little beach walk. Uh, No one in the writers' room knew what they we're going to say to each other, so they just didn't write them any lines. They wrote them no lines. They just are walking. They probably were like, just talk. And I bet they were like, man, it's think... so weird. They didn't write us any lines. Did Tasha talk at all? In the, at her party? This entire at the episode, party? she tries to apologize to Alice earlier right. and then uh-huh. gives her the flyer for the party. I don't think she speaks at all after that. She didn't speak at the party, right? Right. Yeah. And then like the ratio of like Tasha's, like you were saying, like Tasha's friends yeah. who are not part of this friend group to like this group of people. Like, what is this? It would have been a lot more interesting if it had been all of Tasha's friends. And if Alice had come and had to, and like been like, this is, and met these, like met her friends, you know? Yeah. Like how long have they been hanging out and dating? And like, I don't know. Then Tasha walks up and, and uh, Kit's like, that's our girl going to Iraq tomorrow. And everyone's like, woo. Um, And then there's a lot of extras here today with us. Then we go to Helena. Apparently she managed to stick around. She didn't go to the poker game. Yeah. But Catherine's also there. But I guess then right. Catherine's leaving to go to the poker game. Helena's just like drinking alone in the dark. This is very confusing. And Catherine's like, are you having fun? And then she's like, do you think they're going to last about Shane and Paige and wants to bet on whether or not yeah. Shane and Paige are going to laugh? And Helena's like, no, thank you. And then Catherine's like, okay, we'll make a bet in six months if they're still together. I'll pay you a million dollars. And Helena's like, what if I lose? Then she's like, then you'll be my servant and sex slave for a year. Capital Y-I-K-E-S. Yikes. And it also seems that maybe in that moment, Helena realizes that that has been the arrangement. The arrangement this whole time? 
Yes. Yes. The thing that her friends have been trying to tell her for, mm-hmm. I want to say months, but I don't know how much time has actually passed. Mm-hmm. But I'll say the whole season. Correct. Also, no one should say sex slave. Remove that from yes, let's your def- vocabulary. Let's all never say that again. Yep. Tina and Kate are holding hands on the beach. This is a very slow-moving romance between these women. Kate seems like a first date having sex Oh, woman. completely. And then Tina's like, what if we took a walk on the beach at night? <laughs> and maybe our hands touch. What if? Yeah. And when my ex calls, I'm going to pick it up. Yep. And that's exactly what she does. <laughs> and Bet, I mean, Bet is just so self-centered. It's wild. The but most. I appreciate her, her gumption. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's, and she's got like, spirit. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, what should I say to Jody when I give her the sign? Um, and <laughs> Tina basically tells her exactly how she feels. Exactly. Just tell me what to say when I give her the sign. Okay, um, I never should have let you go. I would do anything for another chance. I'm not afraid to make a fool out of myself. Okay. Sleep well. Thank you, T. And Bet looks like she's going to cry, maybe? I think Bet is realizing some stuff. Yeah, but it's unclear because she's we, still on she's, the mission. Yeah. It, the, the place where she is looks like the cabins that you stay in, like at my, <laughs> at my boarding school. <laughs> I was gonna say it, was, it kind of resembled some of the Whistler stuff from the end of yeah. season three or beginning of season four. Right, it did. Yeah, like because it was yeah because my school is a camp. Like it started out as a summer camp, and so they have these cabins <laughs> that like adults stay in when they come to campus to like see their kids or whatever. Yeah, and it looks like one of those. That's so funny. Although a lot nicer, but the same basic layout. Yeah. Um. So I was like, well, I guess that Bet's at Interlochen. <laughs> then a series of um unfortunate events. <laughs> proceed from here all right let's list them off number one (laughs) helena steals all the cash from the safe in the house Uh number two uh jenny's got a boat a raft what is she doing (laughs) jenny's about to give herself to the sea (laughs) she's got a sea do she's gonna she's built a little (laughs) she's got a little she's got she's going tubing she's going tubing in the ocean and who hasn't done that you know what i mean yeah She's going to get into the raft and just float on out to sea. Oh, and then Alice um, shows up. That's actually Alice good. I'm up. glad Alice showed up. Yeah. Because that would have been really, really, really shitty if she had not shown up to Tasha's going away party. Yeah. Although the way that it plays out, because Tasha's walking with her friends and then Alice walks up in this like white lily face and it's like, hello. And it's like yeah. and, and both of Tasha's friends are like, really? Yep. Also, they don't say anything, but they're sort of this moment of like wow all right yeah also the show i mean the scene on the beach at night was like lit horribly and like uh-huh. extra extra lit horribly for all the yeah. black women in the scene like yes it really was. guys but also this is like yeah. a problem in hollywood that like is a noted problem that cinematographers and their departments seem to be unable to light for black skin um yeah there's a i'll share it i'll share you i'll share a link about it in the post so we don't know what's going to happen with Tasha and Alice because they don't exchange any words. They do not say a word to each other. It kind of feels like me at the end of an essay I didn't really want to write where the writers are just like, let's just people look at each other. They're like, what if up, we just stopped all the dialogue at the end of the episode? No. Uh, that way we don't and have to did. finish writing it. And they did. There's very little dialogue. 
Poppy, Kit, and Angus are walking. The three of them. I'm just like, they Angus, Shane, and Paige. And everyone's just like, hey, what are you doing here? And it's like, we were all at the same party when the sun was still up. Do you not remember Toshi's that? Toshi's still playing. Toshi's still Toshi's playing. Still playing. Then um, we cut, I guess, to the middle of the sea. I guess so. The middle of the ocean. Yeah. Ocean around for miles. Because they're, they're like, Shane's like, where's Jenny? Why is Sounder 2 here? Carol woke up for that. <laughs> Carol woke up. She's like, you're talking about another dog? Thinking about Sounder? Thinking about little tiny Sounder? You with your me? little face or your little head? Um, Jenny's in the raft in the middle of the ocean. And yeah. I'll tell you what. Tell us. I don't buy it. I don't either. She's, she, she's not going to survive. Not a good idea. You can't idea. just take a raft. No. And she wakes up and she's just like, mm, She's okay. like, what am I doing out at sea? How did I she get She needs to read the article about these boys who were stuck at sea for like months. I'll link to it. We're going to have some fun links for you. Oh, we are. In the post. Um, do you think um, that maybe um, she was just like resting and then Sounder like only knowing her for like a day and a half? He's like, this like, bitch is here. nuts and just like pushed her out to sea. And that's why she's like, wait, what? Yeah. Or maybe Sounder peed in the boat and she was like, get out of here. And she's like, oh no, now there's pee in the boat. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is very ridiculous. Then we cut to a very normal scene, which is the, <laughs> I believe we are at the forest refuge. Yes. Whatever it was called. Off on, was it in upstate New York where Jody is? Uh-huh. It's very verdant. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There, there's some men in flannels, which Jody's lesbian. I think she would have hired um, lesbians in flannels. I agree. Or otherwise identify people in flannels, but not necessarily men. Tom's there. Love him. Love Tom. Um, they're playing a song uh, called Dear Mr. President. It's a song written by and performed by Pink. Mm-hmm. It's a political song that uh, speaks to the era and the politics of the era. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not really apply to this love scene with not. bet and no. jody no no it it's almost not. like they're like we should have we should say something about the bush administration yeah. <laughs> so just because we didn't write any like dialogue about about that about like tasha so let's just exactly. play this pink song yeah and they were like they were right. like well our work here is done <laughs> yeah uh so bet is driving a tractor that is she had all of this shit shipped out yeah, what? that must have cost a million dollars. She had all of it shipped out, have put fortune. it together, put it on a tra- tractor. But this is Bet has never done something like this before. This is wild. Never. And Jody is also. It looked like Tom had his arm around someone. And I was like, I a saw that. For Tom. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, ooh, romance for Tom What's going on there. But alas, so Jody looks up and like this is a pretty great thing. I mean. Bet Porter drove a tractor. I wish Bet had driven the tractor cross country. Can you imagine <laughs> that would have been? She's like, you drove a tractor all the way here. The whole episode, She's a little like, road yes. trip. And <laughs> road she keeps trip. trying to park it outside of like Ritz Carlton's throughout <laughs> Wyoming. She tries to valet the tractor yeah. with the sign attached. Yeah. yeah, she's like, is there some place I can put this steel? I have a bag of steel parts just for a, a sign. I have an immense amount of somewhere? steel beams is there behind the desk. Maybe, just maybe the, is it? Do you have a garage somewhere I could put these? Yeah, in? like a garage. I can do a garage. Can I just bring them up to my room? room? Can we bring yeah, them? I'll bring can, it up to my room. Could you have the man bring them up to my room? Get the man to bring them. I will give him one dollar. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I'll give him seventeen dollars <laughs> because the sign. Get it? I love it. Yeah, 
So then Jody uh, so- uh, walks up to Bet, and Bet's standing there feeling as vulnerable as ever, which <laughs> she looks very uncomfortable, and that's how you know she's mm-hmm. very vulnerable. And yeah. Jody's like, "You better not break my heart." And then they make out under the sign while Tom and his new boyfriend and everyone else is there <laughs> watches them, and it's really great. And I think, well, you're, she's probably going to break your heart. I mean, it's clearly not. The, the fact that that line is there tells you everything you need to know, I think, about where this is going. Um, Jody looked really pretty. Again, the lighting was great. Everybody looks really great this episode. Then we go to the beach where Alice is lying on Tasha. And I, I guess they've been there all night just lying on each other on the beach. Yeah. I wonder if they talked. I bet they didn't talk. Because you know why? About. The writers didn't give them any dialogue to say. Uh-huh. Interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, that um, that ends the episode. That's the episode, and that is the season. That's the season. What a season it was. Wow. Really a roller coaster. It was a season of ups. And downs. (laughs) I mean, we started out with terrible 401. It was really bad. We didn't like it. We did not like it. I don't remember what 402 was. I don't either. But then, like, you know, stuff started to get kind of like fun and wacky. Yeah. A little bit wacky. And and like we met Poppy and she had the sex and the... Uh, that maybe that was 402 when they had sex maybe. in the limo. Maybe Alice yeah. was exploring portals. You know, Alec, who, Alec, Alice. Alice is making played, a website. Yeah, she's making a website. The show's a bringing website. on 17 new characters at once, um, and handling mm-hmm. all almost all of them terribly. Yeah, we what have else? a really um, we have a racialized stereotype, Poppy, who is, however, again, very easy on the eyeballs. Um, Tasha, very attractive person. Yes. Her and Alice have a little romance. They do. Um, Bed and Jody, art. Who doesn't love art? A lot of art. We got Tom this season. We love Tom. We got the return Phyllis. of James. We love James. Uh-huh. Only men Intro that we Phyllis. will speak about. We um, had three men telling women whether or not they were lesbians. Yes, and that's great. We saw the end of Henry, which was great. We did. We saw, and but first we had to see him clip his toenails, which was less great. Truly an iconic moment, and by an iconic moment, I mean the worst. Yeah. Phyllis threw her life down the garbage <laughs> toilet. We met her daughter, um, who will Grace, come back we're never going to see Grace again. People we're never going to see again. Prepare yourselves. <laughs> People you're never going to see again, Poppy. <laughs> no, actually, you will see her one more time. Grace. This is, nope, free race. I'm pretty sure this is the end of the road for Leonard. That Damn. That feels right. But the good news is that season five is my fave. Season five is truly bonkers. And uh, I'm excited to eventually get there. As we said earlier yeah. in this episode, we're going to take be taking a couple weeks off. Yes. Uh, before we are back with season five. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a few weeks off. We're going to come back strong as ever. Hopefully you'll still like us. Yeah. Uh, things to look forward to. Um, more guests. New guests. More guests. New guests. Uh, um, us. Let that Nikki well, Stevens. Oh us, gosh, we're funny. Lover we're Cindy. Very funny. Lover Cindy. Lover Cindy. Coming Don up. Denbo. It's just a riot. I just love season five. Season I think five hundred one is, is weak, probably because their first episodes are always weak. Always but bad, yeah. Finales tend to be pretty bad. Yeah, they're too. good at the middle. Yeah, like in like uh, I was gonna say sandwich cookie, but it's kind of all good on the sandwich cookie. Well, yeah, but the middle is the best part. Well, 
I mean, I guess. Potatoes, potatoes. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, yeah. So I think season four had some good parts and also some bad parts. Yes. I liked it more than season three. Yes. But also there were some very problematic storylines and characters uh, on, were. on season four. So. And a lot of um, opportunities to explore issues relevant to the community that were instead just kind of thrown to the side in favor of drama. Drama! And I do love some drama, but... um, We also like real things. I don't know. Yeah, I like real things too. You could have cut out, for example, the entire... You could have cut out Angus. You could have just thrown him away. Transformations! Thank you all so very much for listening to this week's episode and to this whole season um, mm-hmm. and, and being with us for the past several months of 2020, which is quite a year. Um, yeah, it sure is. You can find to Ellen Back on Twitter and Instagram at to Ellen Back. We also have an email. If you want to email us, we are at to Ellen Backcast at Gmail. Uh, we have a hotline, 971-217-6130. Call, leave a message. We've got merch, store.autostraddle.com mm-hmm. is where you can find merch for this show and all of the Autostraddle merch. Uh, the theme song to this show, the wonderful theme song, was uh, written and created by B. Steadwell. The logo is by Kara Sykes. And the show, as always, is produced and edited by Lauren Klein. You can find me on the internet at Carlytron everywhere. And Reese is at AutoWin. And Autostraddle mm-hmm. is at Autostraddle. And the mayor of Louisville can be reached at 502-574-2003 if you would like to um, encourage him to arrest uh, the cops who killed Brianna Taylor. That would be great. Uh, that would be great. So real quick, that also. end the episode. Dial that number. Dial it up. Dial it up. Leave him a, leave him a little message. Talk to, talk to those folks. It has been a pleasure to share this experience with you, Carly. Season five is also the first season that we watched together. I know that that'll be fun to kind of get back into that. All right. Are we going to do our L words? L words. I got to tell you, I've been doing this spelling game on my phone and I am bursting with words. Um, Can you send me the name of the spelling thing? Uh, Yes, I can. Because I'm a, I don't know if you know this, I'm a former spelling bee champion. Oh, wow. Uh, fourth I'm grade. I'm a terrible speller, but it's like about finding the, le- like, you have to see how many words you can spell with a certain amount of letters. Oh, you fun. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, that's Yeah. Endless fun. Endless fun. All right. Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Legends. Liars Club. I said Liars Club because um, I have that book on my shelf. I said legend. I didn't even use any of my words. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I love a legend. Yeah, I don't know. It's just an L word that popped into my head, truly out of nowhere. That's cool. That's awesome. As always, this has been a wonderful journey for both of us. Yeah. And um, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for all your nice comments and um, your fandom around this ridiculous thing that even in the darkest of times, we can all enjoy making fun of and mostly disliking. Exactly. That's all. All right. Bye. Bye. You're way too hot to be a papa. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This 